How do I sound? Well, we yeah, gotta do it like Kyle. Yeah, sound fine. Doing. We should just get a splitter for the end, right? Can't do do I not do sound I like muffled anymore? I don't know. Yeah, you sound good. You sound great, Kyle. Let's get this party started. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mister, Mister. What do you want, kid? Mister, are you my are you my dad? No, no. Unfortunately, kid. Uh, 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 I wish I was, but uh, uh, my swimmers, uh, my swimmers are belly up. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who can be a father figure. Who, who could be my dad? It's uh, it could be two guys. I I hear nowadays. Did you know that? Yes, Pretty Mister. Super- yes, Mister. And and it just happens to be a a, a comedy duo. You know? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, they're they're pretty they're they're pretty good. Uh, back in the eighties, they're pretty good. Uh, uh, now uh, there's only one alive, but uh, we'll just send you back to nineteen ninety seven uh, uh, and uh, get together with them for a comedic romp. Mister, I was born in the year two thousand and five. Well, lucky for you, I have a time machine. Have you ever heard of tequila? Yes. Well, good, because I don't have any of that. But what I do have is a time machine for the years where we go back to the 1997 movie Father's Day on Real Rotten, the movie uh, the movie podcast where we rate movies 25% and under on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm one of your co-hosts, Steven Rares. And I'm Nick Lyons. And if you couldn't tell, I was doing the baby impression. Wow, what a segue, huh? I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Dynamite segue. Excellent baby impression. Uh, secondary. I think the primary uh, focus was the segue. And then the secondary was uh, the appreciation of the voices. Yeah, including the baby, but mostly the uh, old disgruntled uh, sterile man. Actually, it really was a great segue. We are doing the movie Father's Day starring Billy Crystal and Robin Williams. A comedy duo from the 80s. A comedy duo from the 80s. Uh, we are still in a pandemic, if you didn't know. And on top of that, there is rioting happening. There's riots. There's protests. There's uh, 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 peaceful movements. There's looting. There's uh, there's chaos, there's order, there's disorder, there's uh, there's pain. I'm going to go ahead and say that we are a protest podcast. We are pro-protest. We are pro-protest pro Pro-protest. Pro-protest. Yes. We are anti-fascist, by the way. Out there, I went out there today and did a little walking around, a little honking. A little, little hooting and hollering. Yep. Um, planning on going uh, later this week to a protest. Yep, yep. Same here. Um, Same here. Do, do, do whatever you want to, uh, uh, to stand for uh, what you believe in. And uh, donate to uh, bailout funds so that uh, these protesters that are getting arrested. We'll talk. We'll talk about that later in the podcast for uh, sure. Yeah, we just want to be uh, upfront about it and to say that this is a time of major unrest. And uh, as they said online, Corona br- blew a twenty-eight to three lead to racism. It's at the forefront again. Anyway, we still can't go outside. Yeah, we're still we're still stuck indoors. Things have are changing briefly, uh, but there is a day coming up. Uh, for fathers, for dads, fajas, yes, papas, yes, paws, kinder pops, uh, daddies, zaddies, zaddies, especially. Uh, we have a special, special, special episode today because we are being joined by the ultimate zaddy. Ultimate zaddy. Two new. There's two new daddies on the podcast. Oh yeah. There's there's me as Steven's daddy because I am alphaing the shit out of him right now. You should yeah. see me alpha him. Yeah. I'm Steven's daddy. But then the cargo we have, shorts really, really keep me at bay. Exactly. Then we have a real dad, a man who's wearing new balances and carrying a baby. Uh, please welcome a uh, returning guest to the podcast, Mike Waddington. Hey. Hello. It's I uh 
I'm actually holding a real life baby right now. That's so amazing. I feel like this is very official. Very official. That's amazing. Yeah, now, we're, we're going to ask you about being your dad. First, we have to recognize that there are two other uh, Zoom bombers on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, the Fact Shack and the Fat Corner are both in the building. Hey and, there. Wow, that, that was, that's, that's <laughs> the most excited Kyle's ever been to be on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, is that? And that's KJAX's music. And then here comes KJAX to rain on that parade. Yo. So we we have a big pod planned today. It's dynamic. Uh, we got a we got a uh, we got a five some. We got a five some. Yeah. And there's no way it could go but extremely awkwardly, and we're looking forward to it. But first, uh, Michael, Michael is a new dad, and uh, congratulations. First of all, uh, you, big ha- you had a baby born during the pandemic, which is a feat in its in its own. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Congratulations to the mother who did all the work. Absolutely, and uh, continues to. And continues to, yeah. And uh, and and, R.I.P. to your baby's skin tone. It looks like it it it's on your pale uh, translucent side. Oh wow! Do you? Well, it's it's really only he, he only can go up. Basically, there's not there's not any worse it could get. Yeah, I, I have faith. Yeah, you're at you're at uh, negative uh, negative one thirty five Kelvin. You're at absolute zero. You're it can only you can only go up from there. You can only get warm yeah, from there. I I can't go outside if it's greater than a half moon. We'll say at night. So I I, I understand. Well, that's great because we're not allowed to go outside. I think that was a callback to the last episode you were on. So thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Michael, first give us three things that you didn't know about being a father that uh, you have learned in these last. Uh, how how old is your baby? Over a month? A month? Uh, Thirty? It was thirty nine uh, days. Two Ninety months, days old. Two months yesterday, actually. Two months yesterday. Big, that big two months. <laughs> that, wow. that is ridiculous to me. I haven't been able to see my uh, adopted nephew yet. Adopted to me, uh, your actual birth child, but uh, my <laughs> adopted child. I I am still coming up with the proper nickname for me for your child, but we have some time since I uh, I won't be able to see him in. Probably the next ten years of his life. Judging. Yeah. Well, they don't start speaking until I think age eight, so you have some time. Okay. Cool. So we're good. Uh, but tell us three yeah. things you've learned about being a father in the in these last two months. Uh, first and foremost would be my my woeful mistake that I didn't realize that babies ate every few hours when they were first born. I thought it was like, oh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, we're fine. Uh, turns out, no. Every two to three hours. Wowzers. Um, you just gotta gotta feed that baby so that was definitely a doozy um second thing is related to first thing that timer my friends starts the second you start the feeding it's not you feed for an hour and then you take a three-hour break it is you start if it takes you an hour and a half you only have 90 minutes to take a nap take a shower eat dinner clean the bottle and then start all over really uh third thing <laughs> what if the baby yeah, what, no, if the, it's, what if the baby eats for two what if, if the baby eats for two hours if I can educate one person with this, this will be worth all of their time in the world. Um, and then Michael, three, Michael, I have to, I have to ask though: Did the eighth grade baby, the fake baby they gave you that you had to watch, did that prepare you for this? Only in that it is actually about seven pounds that you have to hold in your arms. The weight is accurate. The, <laughs> the weight is accurate. Ring. Everything else is, everything yes. else is off. Do you all have, right. do you have right. dad biceps yet? Yeah, dad biceps. Uh, I have dad's strained left shoulder. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. For those of you that know me in person, I have very narrow shoulders, courtesy from uh, my mother. And so to get that full crescent, if you will, from the left arm to hold said baby, 
um, I've got to do some painful things to the inside of my left shoulder. So I don't know, tendon strain, perhaps this is early onset uh, osteoporosis because I will be turning 30 this year. We're not wow. really sure. Oh, osteo- osteoporosis, like the running bird. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Extinct, but yeah. you know, too soon. <laughs> I thought it was the bird of prey. Or I'm thinking of the awesome. And what's the what's the last thing you've learned as uh, being a being a father? And then we're gonna give you a, then we're gonna give you a quick quiz, and then we're gonna get into the uh, podcast. Perfect. the uh, The last thing is the rumors are true. Uh, my chest hair is easily up twenty percent in the last two months. Wow! It is it is a real transformation. I wonder why that is. Wait, when you have a baby, your your chest hair increases? Yeah, I've heard of that. Just it's, to, you know, some it's, your dad hormones. hair grows in. Yeah, like, did it grow I, you know, even more after watching Robin Williams? The, the side of Robin uh, Williams. Uh, potentially, it was hair. too. It's not been enough time yet. Luckily, My jar opening strength though is still flat. It oh. is very, very minimal. But uh, chest hair definitely, definitely on the rise. You know, you know, uh, uh, the jar opening—that's the curve you don't want to flatten. That that one, that curve needs to exponentially rise. Yes, I, I want to be full Magnum PI. Shout out Tom Selleck. Well, uh, it brings us to our uh, to our to our guest uh, to our guest segment. It's it's time to time to quiz the man, quiz the wad. Quiz the wad. Don't shoot your wad here, Michael. Don't shoot your wad. Uh, we have a very quick quiz. Uh, true or false? Newborn babies don't sleep very much. Ooh. I need some context because day one very that's, that's all very we false. that's all we're that's giving all you, you. Need. all we're giving you that's all you need in general yep no I'm gonna go with false I think newborns uh, sleep a lot we're going false and the answer is correct wow. wow they actually sleep up to 16 hours every day wow okay your next question babies usually laugh within the first four to six a weeks or b months months I know this one like the back of my face. Are you sure you're just, just not funny? Just because your baby's are not you sure? laughing at your jokes, <laughs> are Michael, you sure doesn't mean your you, you should be confident. <laughs> He's a very serious baby, but we have Googled it multiple times. That'll be four to six months. Oh, they're all like, you're correct. You are correct. <laughs> Him and his wife are referring to each other. <laughs> are you, this is working. Like, we're just not having the right audience these here. <laughs> bit, these bits are gold. These, I don't are, know. these are gold. This baby doesn't know what the fuck it's thinking. My peekaboo game has been at an all-time high, and this baby's giving me shit. Your next question. At two months old, new moms should A, talk to the baby, B, play with the baby, or C, toss the baby. Do I get it? I was going to say A and B because we've been playing and talking to You're only supposed to do one. It's one or the other. You're only supposed to do one. Obviously, C was the gimme. I'm an expert in these things. We'll go with talking, whichever one talking was. You're wow. you're right. You're right. You're three for three. We only Bowsers. have two two left. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Changes in baby's poop color should be cause for concern. A true or B false. Well, okay. Again, you're not giving me the time context. In the beginning, you definitely want that to be true, uh, but later, out of the first week, I would say yes, cause for concern. So we're going true. <laughs> it's just your father badge on the line. This is all your father credibility on the line. Dad cred. We're going true. I, I, That's I can false, actually. That's, it's this. actually false. Relax. Baby's poop color changes, it says. And your last question. The term hatching refers to babies A, first experience with handling toys, B, awareness with involving in the world around them, or C, when this happens. 
Uh, <laughs> I haven't heard that word used in respect to a human child, but B sounded pretty good. Awareness and involvement in the world around them. That is true. Much like a baby bird, uh, humans have beaks. Hmm, I don't know where it came and, up with that. Huh. Anyway, we're here to talk about a movie. We're going to talk about Father's Day. But first, uh, just a little movie news. Drive-in theaters are back. They're back, baby. They're back harder than ever. They're uh, showing absolutely terrible movies that you would never want to see. Because obviously nothing is being released. Damn it. So unfortunately, uh, no classics are being shown. It's, it's really it's, upsetting. It's only like the first three months because that's the only films that they have available. So a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog. A lot of... Uh, it's all the movies that were out like three months ago. Yeah, so A lot uh, of Invisible Man. Yeah, Invisible Man is still in there. Bad uh, Boys. The Hunt. Is, Bad Boys is still in there. Uh, so a lot of Kevin Bacon. Um, but yeah, uh, but that's that's all we got to hope for, and that means live performances are, are taking over driving theaters as well. Yeah, and uh, actually, Spike Lee's uh, the the, the fi- five bloods the five bloods is going to be released next uh, in July. So that's something to look forward to. Absolutely. Anyway, we're here to talk about Father's Day. Father's Day is a time of the year when you tell your dad that one time that you love him. Because other than that, any more than that, you're not allowed to. It's a it's a dad and specifically a son thing. I don't know how it works for the uh, the female side, but I can assure you, I will only tell my dad I love him one time. Anyway, that's, I think uh, we should that's get thoughtful. Yeah, can we get a little taste of a little trailer, a little a little taste of this movie? A little yeah. taste of Father's Day? A little taste? No. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm your papa, your daddy. Hug me. You are nuts. Which one of you is Scott's father? He is. Robin Williams, Billy Crystal, Father's Day, rated PG-13, now playing. Hell yeah, that's all I needed to hear about that movie. That was the best 15-second uh, trailer I've ever heard in my life. Absolutely. Short and sweet, to the point. All I needed to know was that there's two dads... One son, tons of fun. Loads of fun. Loads of fun. Ba- poopy diaper, loads of fun. Absolutely. Uh, real, uh, real rotten. Uh, let's. This is real rotten. I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> rotten Tomatoes. Uh, critical percentage is twenty five percent. And here's an anomaly: audience percent score twenty five percent as well. So one in four people, critics and humans alike. Uh, Think it's a good movie. Critics and or civilians alike. Critics are not humans. We can get that out of the way. Yeah, they're obviously <laughs> lizard people. Um, Ron Tomatoes. Yeah, Ron Tomatoes said, uh, A maudlin misfire. Father's Day manages the difficult task of making Billy Crystal and Robin Williams woefully unfunny. So uh, I, I get the critical consensus a little bit, but I don't understand the audience consensus. I feel like... More than one in four people would enjoy this movie. I feel like one in three in people would enjoy this. Movie. Yeah, this seems like a forty-one percenter. Mm, mm. Yeah, like the movie forty-one. Yeah, about D-Day. Forty-two. Nineteen forty-one. You're thinking <laughs> of, which is about uh, the American response. Uh, <laughs> the American response to oh, the yeah. Japanese I was invasion talking about after Pearl, Pearl Harbor. I was really talking about Pearl Harbor. Yeah, which is a future contender. We all know that. Yeah. Um, we're going into the blurbs, though. Uh, my blurb from Michael Wilmington, not Waddington. Oh, yeah. Oh, there. Ooh, I see, see I that. See. Almost coincidence, but not really. Uh, Williams and Crystal often supply, through their ad-libs, what the writers may have left out, for good reason. Because you need to let Billy Crystal and Robin Williams ad-lib. I think the whole movie should have just been Billy and Crystal and, yeah. and Robin Williams ad-libbing. Yeah. It would have been great. Mine was uh, from Stephen Ray at the Philly Inquirer. He wrote, hey, it sounded good on paper. It seriously did. But it didn't. It didn't sound good on paper because here's the premise of this movie. A woman tells two men from her 
high school years, college years. High school slash college years. That she slept with both of them at the same time, and her missing child could be their child, and she has to go find them. And they then, have to go find them. And then they team up eventually and go find this child who is uh, touring, who is following the touring Sugar Ray band. Who's touring, uh, yeah, who's going with a groupie who is touring with Sugar Ray. Yes. That's the premise of this movie. That's a basic premise. That doesn't sound good on paper. In a nutshell. That sounds terrible. I mean, on but paper. you got Ivan Reitman directing it. You got those two guys, uh, the legendary uh, comedic writers, uh, uh, attached to this movie, and you got Williams and Williams and Crystal. What could go wrong? Plenty. Okay. Plenty. And now it's time for our favorite segment: Aj Ebert with Ebert. Yes. Or Michael, did you have a uh, did you have a favorite blurb? No, I just think it's it's funny that. Uh, you know, I just think it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> you're right. When you're right, you're right. It, it's uh, it's funny. It's funny that it's not funny. I think I, I I'm gonna have to call back to the favorite of uh, yeah. They managed to take two extremely funny comedians, and uh, I think their funniness just canceled out. And uh, I thought that was a very a very salient point, if you will, a very astute observation. Oh, he's using big words to go over the heads of our audience. Don't take that as a personal offense, audience. He did not. I don't appreciate he, that. He did not mean to insult you, Kyle. First Ky- off, Kyle, I'm going to take I'll your words as disrespect, so watch your mouth. <laughs> um, Aj Ebert, Robert e- Roger Ebert said, uh, Father's Day is a brainless feature-length sitcom with too much sit and no calm. It, it stars two of the brighter talents in American movies, Robin Williams and Billy Crystal, in a screenplay cleverly designed to obscure their strengths while showcasing their weaknesses. That's it? I mean, I can't believe how critical people were of this movie. I think it's because of the expectations. Maybe. I think if you if you didn't know, because nowadays, does do kids know who Billy Crystal is? No, not at all. Not at all. No one knows who Billy Crystal is over the age of. I mean, they may know from Monsters Inc. Maybe or Monsters University. Yeah, but, that's but they wouldn't call him Billy Crystal. They call him Mike Wazowski. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Mister, you sound a lot like Mike Wazowski. And he's like, "Shut up!" <laughs> he's like, "Hey, cat, shut up, you commoner." Can you do it? Yeah, that's good. That was good. I guess uh, it's a coin flip. Uh, Tales never fails, and it's Kyle that gives us the abridged actors and directors section for Father's Day. All right, we had Yvonne <laughs> Reitman, <laughs> <laughs> Ivan Reitman, Reitman. Is it Reitman? Ivan Reitman. Yeah. <laughs> Ivan Reitman, uh, legendary director of Ghostbusters One and Two, Stripes, and of course Draft Day. New Ghostbusters, uh, still not coming out. Still not coming out. Yep. Still, still t- TBA. Uh, writers, we have Lowell Gaines and Bablo Mendel. Bablo? Oh, sorry, that's a typo. That's Babalu Mendel. <laughs> okay. And uh, Lowell Gaines. Babalu. <laughs> Lowell Gaines. Lowell Gaines and Babalu Mendel, uh, a legendary comedic uh, writing team that responsible for League of Their Own, City Slickers, Fever Pitch. Uh, a, a lot of movies from the late 80s, early 90s, most of them involving Billy Crystal. I just want to say, um, City Slickers, I wrote one of my very first writing projects. I wrote a short story called City Slickers that I uh, that also animated. I didn't animate it. I drew it. It was like a comic <laughs> in, oh, uh, no. in, in, second, in second grade. And it, I called it City Slickers with a Z at the end of Slickers. And, oh, this uh, was before cartooning class, so you learned it was... Yeah, it was bad looking, but <laughs> so, I just want to oh say boy. that maybe I wrote City Slickers. That's all I'm trying to say. I just want the world to know that, one, you're very incorrect because City Slickers <laughs> came out in, like, 1989, so you had to have been one. Okay. Uh, and two, the sequel, City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold, 
18% on Rotten Tomatoes available on Showtime. We may have to call an audible and do this movie. It may be the summer of Billy Crystal. That's all I'm saying. That sounds like a summer of my nightmares. I really enjoy City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold. I think it's better than the first one. I think The Legend of Curly's Gold as a sequel name is iconic. Yes. And might be the only reason that we have to do it. Yes. Daniel Stern, Billy Crystal, John Lovitz in the desert. Tell me that's not a great time. Uh, it sounds like not a great time. I'm going to exactly. tell you that it's not a great time. Exactly. <laughs> well, um, I, I am going to call out the cinematographer, uh, Stephen H. Burham. Okay. He did The Untouchables, Mission Impossible. Wow. Uh, Mission to Mars. Wow. Uh, Nick's uh, Mystery Men. Hey. <laughs> wow, Mystery Men. But great yeah. movie. Yeah. So We did Mystery Men, right? No, we did not. He's the cinematographer for the movie. Contender. Oh yeah, it's not. Was the so it. I did not watch this. Obviously, uh, Mission to Mars. But, uh, it, we are going to do Mission Future to Mars. Contender. We're doing the Mission to Mars uh, slash Red Planet uh, crossover episode. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. mystery meant sixty-one percent. Uh, shout out to Michael, who is an aerospace engineer who abandoned going to space to stay wow. on Earth. Wait, thanks. Way to go, Michael. You wow, big, you big baby. You know, it's it's a sacrifice resource. not many people are willing to make. Keep Would you take Archer to uh, to Mars to be one of the first colonizing families? If if Sierra had no say in it, if, <laughs> I think that's the premise to the new Lost in Space. Yeah, I, there's a lot of decisions in there, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to the wife on that one. Uh, say she wants to go. She Sounds wants like to go. Coward's way out. Oh, you, she wants to go. Do you go? To, uh, uh. She wants to go, but as soon as you guys start terraforming on Mars, uh, uh, she she falls in love with uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Let's just go. Let's just do it. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like that. You well, know, you're going to be still involved, uh, hanging out with uh, Uncle Elon. It'll be it'll be good. He'll, okay, probably, so get a, he'll send, probably get a cut of the pie. Send me your social securities, and I'll sign you guys up for the list. Absolutely. Uh, Mars people. Uh, Kyle, continue on. We got we got our actors list. It's it's quite the we list. We got our actors. Hey, Robin Williams. Robin yeah. Williams. I mean, there's nothing more to say. Rest nothing in you could peace. Say about Legendary it. comic. Uh, uh, one of his low points of in his career. Very uh, few low points in the in the cinematic universe of Robin Williams. By the way, uh, Billy Crystal. William Crystal. <sighs> William Crystal. Billy Crystal. Allegedly not nice. Not nice guy in in real life. Is that true? That's 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 what I hear from majority of of people who have interacted with old Billy Crystal, maybe not young Billy Crystal. Oh, uh, maybe because he's New York guy. He's uh, he's jaded. Uh, I feel like he's he's also too famous. I think he's on the uh, you know, on the spectrum of of celebrity interactions. Like Jerry Seinfeld's kind of like skews right. Yeah. Uh, it's you take that a step further, and you have Billy Crystal. He like does not like to involve. He thinks he's above fans allegedly. Oh, this is not the fat corner. This is the opinion. Uh, 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 uh the opinion ovation oath. No, it's the rumors day. Deus, the, if you would. It's the rumors uh, ramjack. The rumor mill. The rumor mill. The rumor mill, where we only press the finest grain. Who's next, Kyle? Uh, Natasha Kinski. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Pretty close. Sure. Natasha Kinski, a famous model slash actress. She was terrible. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, she was. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it a little bit. Uh, Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray, the band. Mark McGrath. Uh, Not to be confused with the WCW professional wrestler. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Sugar Sugar Ray. This could be all time greatest Sugar Ray performance in a movie. I think so. It's one of them. Because were they even in another movie? That's the job for uh, the KJX fact check. While well, fact corners uh, hard to work. They're not Actually, as prolific also, as Smash Mouth. Speaking of fact checking, uh, Kyle, it's. Uh, Nastasia, you idiot. 
Thanks, Mike. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Uh, Just read it slower next time, Nastasia. I'm not sure. The J right. is like a Y. Not sure that's nah. right. Natasha. No, no. Mike, Mike left out. <laughs> oh yeah, Natasha. No, Stephen, yeah, Stephen left out an S, and yeah. I was going off the outline. Ah, uh, you made an assumption. <laughs> you made an assumption. <laughs> Even worse. Hi, Hold on, Kyle, you it. expect to make Demars on is, assumptions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not this gonna. This is proving it's that it's Natasha Kinski. Kinky, Kinky Natasha. That's what it is. God damn it. God damn it. Uh, keep going, Kyle. Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. <laughs> Julia Louis Dreyfus. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jared Harris. Yeah, Jared you're, Harris, you're, our guy. Your boy. Your boy, Kyle. Uh, Bruce Greenwood. Bruce, Bruce Greenwood, Greenwood. Uh, with a mustache and ripped. Full yoked. Rock hard Bruce, Bruce Greenwood. You could drive a four by four over his back. And, More like and Bruce Green Stone. Bruce yeah. Green Stone. Yeah. Bruce Green Deep Woods. Yeah. Uh, Louis Lombardi. Louis Lombardi. Louis Lombardi is a all-time that guy, and that you have no idea what the fuck you've seen him he's in, but you know his in, face. Uh, Sopranos. Yeah, he's he's he was like a one season, two season Sopranos. He guy. was in the hot, no, not the hot chick. The he animal. Was in, he wasn't. Uh, yeah, the animal. Yeah, the animal. Yeah. Oh, he was in hot chick. He was a cameo in the, in the hot chick. See what the hell? There you go. Uh, Charlie Hoffheimer. Charlie Hoffheimer. Hoffheimer. The the Hoffheimer. You got it. The kid. The kid. I'm actually uh, uh um. He looked familiar, but he wasn't. He he looks like Dan Soder, is what he looks like. Really? Look at it, adult he him. Looks adult like him. Lo- no, adult from... adult him looks like Dan Soder. No, you know who he looks like? The kid from Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, he does. The look lead like... kid from Freaks and Geeks. That's who uh, I thought it was. But I am three degrees away from this guy. No kidding. Uh, Jesse's friends went to high school or college with. His sister. Wow. Yeah, so I know people that know him. So Jesse's famous. You're famous. <laughs> I'm famous by like five degrees. Actually, he only has a thousand followers on Instagram. So if we're going by that, things aren't going great for Charlie. But he did have a kid recently, so congrats to him. He's also a father, uh, just like uh, me and Michael. <laughs> um. Well, there you go. Uh, uncredited, we had some special cameos. Uh, the number one special cameo, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson in this movie a, for some reason. Yeah, Mel Gibson for like twenty five seconds. Twenty five seconds. Uh, he plays a great comedic role, uh, even though he's still problematic. And then a uh, famous just TV woman, Mary McCormack. Mary McCormack was the mother, right, of the of Missy or whatever. No, she was the woman at the end of the movie that got into the ver- oh, convertible with uh, Robin Williams. Yeah, that's right. I saw her and I was like, "That's fucking Mary McCormack." What is she in? I know her from West Wing, but she's in okay. tons of like in plain sight. She's Great. the that's main... all I needed to know. You're oh, she's the lead in yeah, in plain sight. She's the marshal. Yeah. Wow, my my sister's in love with Mary McCormick. Then uh, I more? think she also owns a spice company. Doesn't she? All the spice with uh, with Ron that, Schmick. That's all yeah, I have with Ron Schmick. Yeah, and she has her own whiskey brand, McCormick. Oh wait, yeah, no, I'm right. Check it out. <laughs> uh, more of the fat corner. Uh, but first, a little break. It is your duty to fortify your own house so that you may be a house of refuge in times of organization. And now is the time to plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. It is time to beat up prosecutors you don't like at the voting booth. It is time to hold mayoral offices accountable, chiefs and deputy chiefs. Atlanta is not perfect, but we're a lot better than we ever were, and we're a lot better than cities are. I'm mad as. And this episode has been brought to you by Killer Mike. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thanks, Killer Mike. Hooray! If you have not heard Killer Mike's full uh, eight minutes and 20 seconds on uh, YouTube to to the his fellow Atlantans, uh, check it out. Check it out. Try it out. Try it out, man. Okay, go. Continue. <laughs> All right. So, released May 9th, 1997. Oh, this is the... 23-year anniversary. Great. This is the this is a great Congrats. movie to release during Mother's Day time. <laughs> uh, the, the movie Father's Day. We had Warner Brothers and Silver Pictures. Hey, it was a Joel Silver joint. You can't knock that. <laughs> yep. Warner Brothers sucks. They they what do they do? Huh. They just released HBO Max where this movie is not available. Oh. Yeah. So but all that. the Batmans are? Or all the Batmans? Nope. None of the Batmans. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Classic. All right. You really... Wow. Why? Why? Let me put a smile on that face. All right. Is that a good impression? I'm the Joker. <laughs> Speaking of that, Nick, have you uh, followed through your bet yet? Uh, keep... No, cut that part out. That's that. <laughs> no, it's the fat... Cut no. that part out, Kyle. Kyle, none of this, this movie. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this movie rated PG-13. Uh, Runtime, 98 minutes. Okay. That's pretty good. I feel like it needed to be 10 minutes shorter still. 98 minutes was good, except um, it's like, where did the time go at the end of it? As like, they haven't progressed at all in this movie as it goes. We're, we're, we'll get into it, but just uh, just to put, uh, put a stamp on it, the ending was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> the last third of the movie was <laughs> the, horrendous. <laughs> the end of the movie was really bad. I think that's where, where it got all this, all this bad stuff. Okay, yeah. keep going. All right, taglines. These are uh, these are some weird taglines. Um, the first one: the reason why some animals eat their young. Michael, that's for you. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's 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 pretty weird. <laughs> Michael, have you hated your child yet? Hate? No, hate is a very strong word. Yeah, um, it's true. But I I been, was walking I was walking through Piedmont the other day and I realized some people do hate their children. Yeah, it's sad. But no hate. Hate's a very strong word. It's only been two months, too. There's a, <laughs> yeah. No, you're too. Hate takes energy. Yeah, hate. And, uh, hate. They have to be like know, a small toddler or like a really shitty teen. I feel like that's the first time that you. Really... Yeah, you know, you gotta. He hasn't. There's like a a limit to what he can do right now. So the there's there's just not like the the capacity for hate. You know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, can't blame the child for for some of the stuff that the child does. Yeah, right now he. He's my fault, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's he hasn't had a chance a to make his own bad decisions. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Kyle, keep going. Uh, the next tagline: All she said was, "My son is yours." Unfortunately, she said it to both of them. That was a that was a terrible reading. That was a dramatic <laughs> reading. Really I loved it. That. <laughs> big big yeah. fan of that reading. <laughs> uh, Michael, please rate that reading for us on a on a Rotten Tomato scale. scale. Well, he, he at least pronounced all the words correctly, so it's already like... <laughs> so His reading of the cast had a question mark at the end of every name, like he's 50% sure he said it wrong. Oh, my God. What's all the right. last one, Kyle? Uh, okay, this this is... Okay. Oh, this one, is probably the one, one that makes job. the... This, is, this one makes the most sense to me of what you guys talked about. But uh, the last tagline is, one kid, two dads, 
Who done it? I like that. I like that one too the most. I'm gonna say my <laughs> tagline, which is automatically better than all these. First, you get rid of everybody off the poster. No Robin Williams. No Billy Crystal. You put Sugar Ray up there, front front and center, and then you just put Sugar Ray in all caps at the bottom with exclamation marks, and there you go. That's it. I mean, they are the voice of the late '90s Spring Break era. Yeah, 1997. If I saw Sugar Ray in a poster, I'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna see this movie. That's simple. And it'd be called Father's Day, and I'd be like, Dad, you're coming with me, because <laughs> I can't see a PG-13 movie by myself yet. Uh, it was a sad time. Uh, I also have a backup, which is uh, double the dads, double the trouble, double the fun. Double the stuff. Can we include that? Can we squeeze that in there? And then break me off a piece of that double mint gum. Sponsored by Double Mint Gum, that episode. Uh, my uh, tagline, cut that part out, Kyle. My tagline is, uh, Robin, Billy Chris, what could go wrong? That's it. Yeah, I like that they wouldn't even say their full names on there, too. Billy Chris. Yeah. Everybody knows who I'm talking about when I say Billy Chris. And Robin. I'd be like, oh, great. The Robin. Swedish pop star is in this. Ooh. Or, um, or Dick Grayson. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Kyle. Uh, Michael, do you have a tagline that would be on the poster for this movie that would be better than, uh, one kid, two dads, and one cup? I mean, a whodunit. Yeah, uh, actually, my tagline would be, uh, this movie will make $50 million less than it costs to make. Wow, that's uh, prognosticating on uh, on that movie poster. Well, that's pretty yeah, good. I'll because just, uh, <laughs> just make it a bold prediction. I'm just, I'm just running the numbers. You know, I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. Uh, <clears throat> worldwide box office, $35.6 million. Budget? 85. Wow. Well, so, dad, dads know, love numbers. Dads, dads love numbers dads and they love numbers. mean aisle trivia facts. And you, so he just hit a double yeah, dose. Yeah, he took, he, took, he, he took my fact. Yeah, oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, that, that was not your fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's we, my fact every episode, Mike. You can't just take that from me. <laughs> you know what you got to do? You, you got to go, say with conviction. You got to go straight to the dads with these posters. You got you to gotta say Father's Day. Not but, worth the money. That's could, what Mike is saying. <laughs> Not, not worth the money is a fantastic dad line. Better person. off going to Home Depot. Yeah, go to home. Yeah. Just go to Home Depot. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Lowe's. Okay, plot keywords, Kyle. Here we go. Plot keywords: We had road movie, odd couple, remake of a French film, remake, and attempted suicide. Wow. Yeah. I mean, technically it's all, all technically all true. All those keywords are all over the place. Uh, not not. I'm gonna vote. This is probably the worst like keyword. No, it's not. It's not. Well, the attempted the attempted suicide is pretty bad. The attempted suicide is the one that sticks out because it happens in like the first five minutes, and it's Robin Williams, and you know how it happened in real life, and it didn't age well. Yeah, and you're just like, oh fuck. Probably (laughs) the worst thing that aged well in this entire movie was uh, Robin Williams' attempted suicide. Anyways, we're getting to trivia. Uh, the concert uh, that the final one of the final scenes uh, was filmed at a park in Los Angeles. The scene took three days to film and involved playing the same song over and over for all three days to show the energy of the crowd. The extras had to cheer and quote unquote rock to the music. On the first day, everyone was up, yelling, jumping, and punching their fists in the air. But by day three, most were too tired to even lift their arms, and many just remained seated. <laughs> That's a great trivia fact, by the way. That is genuinely funny and. 
Sad. Very hilarious. Yeah, sad production-wise. Like, how did you need three days to film a, a scene that maybe took 10 minutes? It took maybe 10 minutes, but I'm really glad that they had to listen to the same song over and over, and every person had to rock out like <laughs> Then they had the, in parentheses, the greatest in arm workout for working yeah. on a film. Uh, it just says a lot about this film that it starts off with a lot of energy and then ends yeah. with little to no energy. Yeah. Uh, I will shout out to the soundtrack, by the way. Premier ska on this soundtrack. You got the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. You got Real Big Fish. You got a cover of Simmer Down. It's all uh, it's all good stuff. Yeah, I love that Robin Williams gets into his car and starts driving, and it's just ska on the radio. Hell yeah. Remember that there was an era of time. We need to tell our kids, uh, set aside a CD for Archer, please, Michael, of just ska. And the re- best of ska. Because ska's going to come back around, and by the time he's maybe like 18, 19, it could be cool again. I'll tell you this. You go to a ska show today, you're going to have... 100% a good time. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a great time. Only if you're white, obviously, because only yeah, white you, people you have to, to be, ska. You have to be white because it's ska. And second of all, you have to have your calves ready to go. Have your calves, have your checkered you vans. Lots of bouncing. A lot lots of, of cargo bouncing. shorts. Oh, yeah. You gotta, you're got going to bounce up and down. Bowl haircut. For probably hours. Suspenders. What was the... I only remember one ska band. Was it Real Jimmy Big Fish? Eat World? Or no. Eats world. Get out. Jimmy Boy, world. world. Leave. Leave Jimmy, right Jimmy now. Jimmy World. It's alternative. I was never not very technic- experienced not, in Scott. Yeah, not technical. You got the real big fish. You got the mighty, mighty boss tones. You got the year uh, uh, sublime let, even dips into the ska left and right a little bit. Less than Jake. Less than Jake. Less than Jake. Was a ska you got some goldfinger action. You got some. Uh, think of Tony Hawk, Pro Skater 1, 2, and 3. The and most you're confusing gonna part of this music. movie was Sugar Ray playing like punk music. Who knew Sugar Ray started as a punk band? Did they? Who knew? Is that is that one of Sound the tri- like is that a trivia? That's my trivia now. It's like no doubt being considered a punk band. Like yeah, they have punk roots, but they're not considered a punk band. It's my band trivia that uh, Sugar Ray started as a as a punk band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's time for so, the real run. Oh wait, do you have a do you have a trivia? Ooh. You have some trivias, Michael. Besides I, the budget? You, oh, well no, it's very budgetary, but I find <laughs> it interesting <clears throat> again as a as a father here reviewing the numbers. Uh, this movie <laughs> lost this movie lost money at an enormous rate every week since its release in early May of 1997 until the weekend of Father's Day where revenues doubled. Wow. And then they funded it for two more weeks and then they pulled it. Wow. That's interesting. You you would think that this movie would have been pulled even before Father's Day for being released on May the 7th. Yeah. yeah. I think this is called encroachment. Well, this is also an older era of, of cinema where, where there weren't that many releases uh, in a wide distribution like Father's Day. So Father's Day could have been at the movie theaters for at least two months. Well, because they know that dads go to golf. Dads don't go to the movies. They go to the movies for Mother's Day because they give the moms a break so the dad takes the kids to the movies. That's why this movie came out in May. It's because they know Mother's Day is when you you the dad takes the kids and you know where do dads take kids to the movies it's the easiest place no it makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense i'm sticking by that michael is my logic sound i i can't agree nor disagree there we go that's all all i need to hear all right that's all i need to hear uh real and now it's time for the real rotten recap 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 so, so we started the off this uh, uh, a little off kilter in the beginning of the podcast. The general premise is a woman goes to, we'll start off at the beginning of the movie because that intro to the movie is so wacky and ridiculous. 
It's a lot of montages of the kid growing up by picture. Kid turns 17 apparently. Run gets gets in a uh, runaway scooter with a uh, with the uh, with the groupie girl uh, at the beginning of the movie. Uh, Bruce Greenwood tries to chase him down to no avail. Um, Natasha Kinski goes to Billy Crystal and Robin Williams at the same time. Tells yeah. him that they're the father. They both go to uh, search uh, the the groupie's mom or the groupie's dad and mom and who live in San Francisco. They wind up together. They realize they're looking for the same kid. They realize that they've been duped. But they still continue with the journey. So they find the kid at the Sugar Ray concert in Sacramento. The a lot of Northern California this, action going on. This is this is and a it, great movie we're, for we're, Northern. We're going to talk about the the specific Northern California stuff happening. But yeah. keep keep going. Yeah, keep going. yeah. So you got the Sacramento trip that doesn't work out so much. I mean, they get him, uh, but but uh, the kid thinks he's being kidnapped by a couple of strangers. So he pours hot coffee over Robin Williams. Takes uh, takes his five thousand dollars that he apparently stole. But they don't know who f- yet from, uh, and then the kid runs away again. They chase him down to Reno. He goes to Reno because he's going to another show. There's another rock festival that he goes to, and he finds the girl that he's been like going after, and she's not really interested in him now that she's like with Sugar Ray since she's a groupie. Um, the drug dealers that stole his that they stole that they have that they lost their money from from the kid five thousand dollars. They track him down. He run, gets away from them. Gets hit by Robin Williams and Billy Crystal in a car. Yep. Don't know how he survives. Uh, they they go and hang out at a, a softball field and <laughs> and reconnect by Sly and the Family Stone, which I'm not mad at, but I'm but I will get to it. Um, they they reconnect. They go to the rock show. The drug dealers are there. Billy Crystal apparently has a head made out of steel. Just headbutts everybody. <laughs> Gets the kid out. They take him home. Uh, they re- they re- reconnect with the mom. They both go home thinking that they're both the dad. Yeah, Billy Crystal knows he's not the dad, but he's happy that the kid. Uh, lied, no, they lied both. To him. T- he tells him. Well, they they tell they. He says it. He's like, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with uh, knowing that I'm the kid. He says it at the end. Yeah, exactly. But he knows he's not. Hmm. I might have not caught that. But that's it. That's the movie. Robin Williams picks up uh, Mary McCormick, and then they go. Uh, <laughs> then they go their jolly way up the highway one. Yeah, if that doesn't make you want to watch that movie, I don't know what will. <laughs> it's a it's a road trip movie that's not that's not as that's not as funny as a road trip movie should be. It's not a midnight run. Yeah, it's, it's not a planes, trains, automobiles. It's honestly not fun. None of the situations are very fun. No, it's real uh, boring. Yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's boring. The whole boring. thing is boring. They're boring. just like in the car. The whole, they're either in the car. There is a funny bit that Robin Williams uh, has anxiety attacks every time he drives, and then he drives the whole movie. Yeah, and he like passes out during the uh, during the driving. The whole recurring joke of him uh, thinking that he keeps running people over is pretty funny. There's a couple recurring jokes, and that's one. And the other recurring joke is the headbutting joke. Billy Crystal headbutts minimum eight people in yeah. this movie. He's got a titanium head. And it gets funnier every single time that Nothing affects him. Yeah. Nothing affects him. It's crazy that a head... Have you ever... Has, does, do headbutts work, first of all? That's what we need to know. Technically, yes, but it all depends on Aren't you on supposed to headbutt the bridge of their head? Their bridge the bridge of their, of their nose. nose. Yeah, because yeah, that, that's an easily breakable point. You don't want to headbutt directly to the forehead because this is super hard. You want to hit with the top of your, your, your brow. Yeah. Cause that, cause it's super dense. This could break a hand. I want to know how how headbutting became a major plot point in this movie. 
I think it's based off of the 80s movie. I think in the 80s movie, the the lead character is Gerard Depardieu, who Billy Crystal plays. And Gerard Depardieu is like this big, big dude, big intimidating dude. And what do big intimidating European dudes do? They fucking headbutt people. They headbutt people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Zinedine Zidane. That's all I got to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. There you right. go. So the movie takes place basically in Northern California. Do you think she lives Northern in... Northern California, Northern Nevada? Yeah, She's in L.A. She's in L.A. They're she, in L.A. No, Her and Billy Crystal are in L.A. The kid's in L.A. Robin too. Williams okay. is in San, San Francisco, Francisco, and then they go to Reno. So it's a triangle. Yeah. Triangle motion. Okay. Yeah, triangle offense. So then when they get to San Francisco, they drive to Tiburon, but really they go to Tiburon. Treasure, but really they, they go that's to Treasure That's what I was wondering. They're at Treasure Island. <laughs> they're at Treasure Island all the time. I was like, that's the Bay Bridge. That's not the Richmond Bridge. That is not the Richmond Bridge. That is the Bay Bridge. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that's just us being townies. That's us being townies. Uh, Waddington, uh, why don't we start you off with our favorite segment, Are You For Real? So we discussed Treasure Island. We discussed the plot points, the the locations of the movie. What's your most for real uh, moment of this film? The real moment? For real moment. Like, it's a are you for real moment. Like, unbelievable moment. I don't know why they put this in the film, for better or for worse. Oh, goodness. Um, I was just generally unsatisfied with the end. Are we allowed to talk about the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Please talk about the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just feels so heartbreaking that after, what what did we say, 98 minutes? We'll call it deep 90s. Deep 90s. We're in the deep 90s. My investment, my investment, my loyalty to Billy Crystal and Robin Williams has, has dragged me through this otherwise not terribly enjoyable experience we'll call it and i'm deprived i am i am deprived of the experience of even knowing which of the two was the father because the correct answer was neither yeah. i don't even get that it was that bruce was, greenwood the entire time ripped from my soul some <laughs> some guy bob bob just exists so basically basically robin williams and billy crystal were were like Uber drivers Basically. of the late '90s, and instead of tasked with picking up food, they had to go find a 17-year-old named Scott. That was what they were hired for. They were yeah. contract Uber child finders, and then the movie ends. I think that's a fair that would be my. Are you for real? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're they got swindled. They got bamboozled to 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 pick up this child because she didn't want her real the real dad slash real husband to get him because she didn't think that he would go with him even though he's knew he knew he was his father the entire time like i think the average boy human would would recognize that's the the MacGuffin of this movie is the worst part of this movie which is yeah. why it doesn't make any sense yeah yeah I would. I'm gonna agree with you, Mike, and that's the worst part. I'm gonna also say the Bruce Greenwood whole storyline is insane. He starts driving, his car breaks down, he gets stuck in a porta potty. He's stuck in there for like a day, gets fished out, and then the tow truck guy drives him back home, and that's it. That's his whole story. <laughs> like, and he's like, "You wouldn't believe what happened to me. I got stuck in a porta potty for two days," <laughs> which is just insane. Yeah. And then after that, um, I think the number one weird thing in this movie is they didn't use julia louis dreyfus at all barely she came she she only started like really speaking in the last 30 minutes she's only there to be the butt of gay gay sex jokes which makes no sense shouldn't she have been in the movie she would have been great 
Yeah. She, she could have been a great. She's as funny as those two guys. Yeah. And could have could have gone really well with them. Yeah. They were they were good in their one scene together. And Mark McGrath just hooking up with this underage girl. She's got no. She might be over eighteen. She's she's hooking up with the underage boy. Is that true? I think that's part of it because he's what sixteen or seventeen. He's sixteen. Yeah. He's chasing this eighteen year old girl because she's free and independent. Oh, uh, I don't know. Okay, uh, that yeah. could that could be true. But uh, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say it's not true. Okay. Mark McGrath is fair enough breaking the law. Not a good look. Maybe for, not Nevada. Not a good look for Sugar Ray. Maybe not Nevada. <laughs> what's uh, the age of consent in Nevada? Uh, Kyle, check that. <laughs> or Kjax, what, check that. What's your most ridiculous moment? Um, I think just the the idea that this movie could work. You know, like it's it's uh, like you said on paper. I, I agree on paper this could be a good movie if you didn't tell if the if the plot was like blacked out if it was redacted like uh, if this was like Ivan Reitman's directing a movie and you got Billy Crystal. And Robin Williams, and you got the people from uh, League of Their Own and Mr. Saturday Night or whatever, City Slickers, whatever. Like, don't you, don't you want to watch this movie? I'd be like, yeah, I'll probably watch this movie. And then I, and then I watch this movie, and I'm not impressed. I, I watched this movie as a kid, and even then I was unimpressed. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why this movie was made. Solely than the fact that they tried to make money, and it didn't, obviously. Yeah, I don't know if a Father's Day movie has ever made money. Do you know any fa- any Father's Day movies that have made money? Daddy Daycare? Daddy Daycare. Uh, Cheap by the Dozen? Cheap by the Dozen 1? Uh, it's going to come. It's coming. Future Contender? It's Future not necessarily Contender. a Father's Day movie, but it is a family-based movie. It's a family-based It's movie. a summer-based movie. It's a football-based movie. It's a it's a togetherness-based movie. And guess what? Future episode's going to be 1 and 2. We're reviewing them both. End of end of summer spectacular. That's a tease. Uh, what was your good moment of this movie? Uh, the good moment, I think, is the chemistry between Billy Crystal and Robin Williams. I thought they They're, were funny. It's undeniable. Yeah, they it's were undeniable. funny together. They had a lot of good little one-liners. There's a lot of little side jokes in there that they snuck in that I thought were pretty funny. Yeah. Um, Michael, did you have anything that was good about this movie? You know, I, I, I will give Robin Williams credit where credit is due. There was a lot of energy in the, the coffee scene. You know, if if you recall the the physical experience of having not just a, a cup, the kid took a carafe, if yeah. you will, <laughs> a large vessel yeah. of what I presume to be very hot coffee, and uh, applied it to say the the nether regions of Mr. Williams' uh, person, his and, his uh, original I, children, yeah, right, right. Not having been subject to that experience before, I, I can only imagine the pain that would follow, but, you know, to jump into a bathtub, which, did he take a bath in the morning, or was uh, this a bath it wasn't a, no, 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 drain? so the bathtub was allegedly filled with clothing. That's where they washed that the was, kids' clothes. Yeah, 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 that was soaking. Oh. That's why he yelled and screamed, Woolite, because the Woolite interacted with whatever that was uh, on his See, that's, uh, that's what happens when your region. references don't age well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I know what Clorox is. I'm not sure what a woolite. Woolite is, is so a I, uh, it's a it's a it's a fabric relaxant. So it's like a super fabric softener. It, oh, weird. It's not good. It's not okay. good for your skin. You learn something every day. It's not good for your skin. Yeah, uh, yeah. See, if if you're gonna make a product reference, folks, you know, make it make it last. Pick pick a reliable brand. Uh, what's your what's your good moment, Nick? The one-liners. You like the one-liners? Yep. Like. 
when uh, at the end when uh, Billy Crystal calls Robin Williams a mirth machine, I thought that's pretty good. Calling somebody else a mirth machine. Uh, when Robin Williams is going to kill himself, he said the thought of killing myself is the only thing that's keeping me going. <laughs> thought that was pretty funny. Uh, there's there's a lot of little uh, or or uh, Ron Williams what he does for a job he teaches English as a third language to Jewish people. That's pretty good too. English <laughs> that, as a third language, like stuff that they knew that they didn't have to like follow up at all. They just uh, they just goofed on, which is uh, what worked for you, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what what definitely worked for me was the improv comedy. Uh, the 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 quote that I had that I really liked. I'm gonna find it, but but just the improv comedy between like Crystal and like the. the like the random waitress or the random character or Robin Williams interacting with some random person too. Like, you know, he took it to another level. You know, he didn't, he went off to script without a question. Yeah. What didn't work for me was the mom, uh, the mom of Scotty. God, Natasha Kinski was the worst in this movie. Was she, did she have an accent? She was horrible. Yeah. She's French ish. In the beginning, she didn't really have it. She had like a decent American accent. And in the end, it was like full on accent. And I was like, is this a different woman? Like, and she, and her eyes were always like bugged out the whole time. Like, yeah. Didn't make any sense. Yeah. That, that was a role that you easily could have given to like a semi well known actress and it would have been fine. I didn't understand it at all. But also, the movie didn't make sense, so you didn't really need to understand it. Uh, Michael, who worked and did not work for you? Uh, I'm going to go with Billy Crystal on both counts. Really? Both both the best and the worst. So why the worst? Let's go with the bad. Uh, You know, it's sort of like if you take take like a Maserati, but then you, you take... You take the wheels off, okay? Mm. You take the doors off. Mm. You, you pry the pry the letters off the back that say Maserati in that weird, like, I'm not sure if it's cursive or, like, futuristic robot. That serif, that serif and font? Then, yeah, and then you, you put, like, like 2% milk in the gas tank. You know, wow. it's like you had... You had something, <laughs> and you just you just stripped it all away. You just you just, you put you just milk took in the legs <laughs> right up from beneath it. Yeah, so that was that was painful to watch. No one wants to see a Maserati running on milk and like just the wheels without the tires right honestly yeah. i would that, like that to was see, the negative i'd like feeling. to see a maserati run on milk i'd like to see a tesla well, a tesla run on milk well you know that's the that's the beauty of tesla nick it doesn't run on fuel oh wow. Wow. No. you know have you, been, the have, have you been able to take your tesla anywhere has the, has archer driven it driven a tesla and you're like one day one day son this is going to be yours put archer in mission control mission control but, yeah uh, <laughs> That Elon Mobile, as I affectionately call it, that brought him home from the hospital. That was uh, the uh, first, arrival vehicle, if you will. First car you ever drove in. Congratulations. Um, the, the, the quote that I wanted to go back to is is probably one of my favorites that Robin Williams says in a PG-13 movie. It's the interaction where he says, uh, how did you get her husband to talk? And Billy Crystal responds, I headbutted him. Uh, he says, uh, oh, how Joe Pesci of you. What are you going to do with her? Run her tits through the Visa machine? <laughs> it's pretty good. I do remember that one. And they never came back to that. That the they mom, never came back the mom it. they met on the dock was like, "Tell Nikki that uh, if she needs anything, I'm here." And then they're like, "See you later, Nikki." <laughs> <laughs> See you later, you dumb broad. Thanks for the info. Okay, Michael, replace any actor in this movie with an animal, and what animal? Uh, I would I would probably replace Robin Williams with a uh, a parakeet. If you could do that, that's huh. the uh, the repeating bird, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. sorta. Echoing. You want like a parrot? 
Parrot. Parrot. Like, like no, a, let's like take a, a parakeet. I'm going to go with my original answer. So it just sings, <laughs> yeah. it sings its imitation. Go with your gut. Go with your gut in this situation. Yeah. No, we'll go. We'll stick with parakeet. Okay. Um, you know, because I think the the train wreck doesn't become more of a train wreck if it's already off the rails, if you will. That's going to be my, my analogy for the evening. So I think Billy Crystal uh, driving around in a poorly driven vehicle on a misnamed bridge with a parakeet is is just about as equally bad a movie as this one. That sounds uh, fantastic. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna replace another dad. I'm gonna go with Bruce Greenwood. I'm gonna replace him with a, a bear, a, a brown bear. Just a brown bear. A brown bear. Okay. He would be able to do all the same acting that Bruce Greenwood does in the movie. And that's really all you need. He he just needs to be a presence, basically, and hug and bear hug the kid at the end. There you go, bear hug. It works. It's true. Um, I'd replace Billy Crystal with a uh, Dancing Baby era CGI Mike Wazowski. So a very poor version uh, of Mike Wazowski <laughs> from Monsters, Inc. And I, would, and I think this movie would be ten times funnier. Yeah. And the only way to make this movie fresh, I think we can all agree, is to change the ending. Yes. Change the ending. Just, just change the goddamn ending. Any other ending, really? Just give me something. Any other ending. Give me something to believe in. I want something to happen. I want to see. A, I want to see a test. I want them to be on Maury and him say, "You are the father." On public, yeah. Yeah, yeah. on public access. Like, like she was wrong all along, or something. Like That's that. the shit I like. And now, before uh, Michael has to go, real quick, we're gonna do our top fives. Top five. We're doing top, top top five movie dads. Top Mike, five cinematic dads. Rattle them off, Mike, real Michael, quick. Michael, do you have yours before you go? I think I have I have at least a solid four. We'll see if, uh, if I can find some inspiration along we'll the way. scratch you in with the other one. Yeah. All right. Should, should I start at five and work my way north? Yeah, start at, five, start at five. Start at five. I'll let the anticipation build. Okay. Yeah, I'll, fuck I'll, yeah. I'll that's a, it's a podcast. We got to tease. You got to tease things. Stellar. All right. Uh, first and foremost, we have uh, King Leonidas from the movie 300. Wow. Uh, Is he a only, good dad? Yes, absolutely. Not only to... It was he leaves, his, chi- he leaves his child. <laughs> to defend the nation. He was, he was a father to the to nation of Sparta. Nation states, Sounds sir. pretty absolute. I, 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 I agree. I agree with that one. Uh, we thought we hoped you were... Oh, we thought we were Alex that was chiming in right there. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no Greeks Okay, allowed. so that was number... <laughs> Number four, I don't even remember his movie character, Mr. Kirk. It would be Chris Hemsworth character oh, in Star Trek. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Up his life. Oh, yeah. the opening scene. <laughs> yes, the opening yeah, yeah, scene. Yeah. Uh, I remember one time. Scene. One time I ate a pot brownie and I was really, really high. And I watched that scene and I cried a lot. I'll never forget this that. This is why he's number four. <laughs> All right, uh, number three would be the guy that played uh, the father in Honey. I shrunk the whatever. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Shout out. Yeah, Rick Moranis. One of the worst <laughs> yes. dads of all time. No, but yeah. his commitment to science <laughs> really? was his commitment to science was was undeniable, and I think him as an actual father, like comma real life, uh, respectable. So. You know, he oh gets, my God, he gets Mike! Is this your is this your idol? Yeah, I is, feel like this could be your idol. Is your kid gonna <laughs> I mean, be a he's giant? Probably not far off. Yeah, is your kid gonna <laughs> be a giant baby? Giant baby stomping through like the East Bay? <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Number two would be uh, Steve Martin in any movie in which he plays wow. a father. <laughs> even, that's a good even statement. Even as like a side theme. I like think a great blanket statement. That's really good. Yeah, Father of the Bride, he's great. He's and the si- Cheap by yeah. the Dozen, he's great. Cheap uh, by the Dozen, exactly. <laughs> and uh, if, if you could handle it, my number one uh, movie dad, cinematic father of all times, uh, would be the dad of Rose DeWitt Bucator in Titanic, also a 1997 <laughs> movie. Um, he's dead before the movie starts. Uh, I believe he actually what? left them a, a, a pile of bad debts hidden by a good name is the quote. Um, it's the inspiration for Rose to break away from the family tradition and go meet Jack, who dies anyways. I just think <laughs> this entire movie never would have been made had it not been for Mr. Uh, unnamed first name, DeWitt Decatur, <laughs> of James Cameron's Titanic. Really, honestly, you've... Mind-blowing. You've grown as a father that in a way that I could never imagine, and you, you're you're looking outside of the box, yet so inside the box, it's insane. It's... It's uh, it's, it's really inspiring. Some, it's something to behold. Inspiring. I'm proud of you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm also proud of me. Thank you. And we we know you had a you have to you have to go be a father now. So we will let you go. Yes, the father duties are calling. I have to go clean something and probably get covered in a fluid that did not come from my body. Before you go, give us uh, give us your your real analysis of this film. Do you think this is better than uh, Big Green? Yes or no? Better than which? The, the movie? movie The Big Green. I don't know if you've seen the big green. Exactly. I, I haven't seen that one. Well, it, do you, do, oh, there you go. Mike. So what's your final <laughs> rating of this film? Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I laughed. I cried. Uh, I, <laughs> I sat there for 98 minutes plus credits just to, to give the full experience. And, and you know what? Out of, out of sheer respect for the names that back up this title, uh, I'm not going to completely shoot it in the foot. So I'm, I'm going to come in at a solid 23%. That's a nice wow. prime number. <laughs> it's above 20, but still really, really bad. Mm. <laughs> prime number. Thank okay. you. I love Thank that you. you gave an actual prime number. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> You're welcome, Kyle. <laughs> Uh, we thank you, Michael Waddington, for for taking the time off of uh, of being uh, being Sir Dadarus Hieronymus, and uh, and thank you, and enjoy your enjoy your time with your baby. Boys, it's a pleasure. Uh, great honor to be with you. Best of luck in your endeavors, and uh, I'm always here for for a little hour of fun. So carry on and uh, stay you. safe out there. Love you. Thanks, Wad. Bye, Dad. Bye, Dad. Bye, Dad. Bye, Mike. All right, Nick. Uh, I think it's time for he, your top five. You didn't choose any of my five. Oh wow, that's surprising. So do you want? I to... think he only chose Titanic because it's Lindy. Are we just going? No. To say that. He chose Titanic because he's a huge <laughs> Titanic nerd. That's one thing you have to know about Mike Waddington. He fucking loves the Titanic. Titanic. Everything I about know, everything true. about it. That's true. Uh, you want to do a draft back and forth? Me? And no, you? no, no. You go ahead. You you. We'll list them out. We'll keep it. Okay. Keep you it can't there. take any of my five then. Because okay. I'm not using any of this. That's fine. I'm not going to use any of your five. I guarantee it. My number five. I'm going. Mufasa. Mufasa number five wow. sacrificed his life for his child. Wait, is that which movie? The original Lion King. Damn. Yeah. Uh, my number four, I'm going Vito Corleone. Wow. So, did every single possible thing to have his children succeed. It's not his fault that they were all crazy. My debatable. Th- That's major debatable. Number right three. Number three, I'm going... Liam Neeson, Taken, series. Pretty good. It's a pretty good pick. Such a good dad that he went and killed 
Hundreds of people. Yes. Yes. At the least dozens. At the least dozens. Probably in the hundreds. Take number two, shout out. Watch, listen to that episode. Number two, uh, animated feature. Marlin from Finding Nemo. That's pretty good. Traversed the entire ocean mm-hmm. to get his That's son. That's a good one. And yeah. succeeded. And succeeded. I like, I like it. And my number one. He's like a clownfish. All, yes. Clownfish. Exactly. Number one all time. Jim's dad, the American Pie series. There has never been a more supporting, understanding, and fantastic dad than Jim's dad. It's pretty good. In uh, in that series, Eugene Levy. Overcomes every awkward situation. Yeah, he makes every situation more awkward, and he overcomes all of them at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple runners up, but I will say those after you after you say your five. Number five, uh, number five, we're going to give it to the great Santini, Robert Duvall. Uh, if you don't know this movie, it is Robert Duvall <laughs> as a uh, hardcore military uh, vet who runs his house like a military barracks. Yeah, this sounds horrible. Uh, <laughs> shut up! You don't know the movie because you've never seen it. Uh, my number four pick like, is going to be This Boy's Life, uh, Robert De Niro in This Boy's Life, where he plays. He's the stepdad to, to Leonardo DiCaprio in the early 90s, and he turns out he's a ruthless, uh, militaristic Keep naming abuser. movies nobody knows. Uh, no, I'm just I'm just going through the list of uh, cinematic dads <laughs> Steven, that I no, admire. No, Stephen got a buzz cut, and now he only knows. Yeah, he, yeah, only, he, only, he only knows. Number sharp. three, number he's three, Spike's now. dad from Little Giants. <laughs> Because he ruled yeah. his house what? with an iron fist. Spike's dad? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> number two, uh... Sid's dad from Toy Story because he's absent. Yeah. Uh, I think that's something and, to be inspired. And, and Andy's dad. And Andy's dad. Yeah, oh and Andy's God. dad. I like the father figures in Toy Story because they're non-existent. In <laughs> um, my number one pick, um, it would have to be Dale from uh, Sling Blade, the stepdad to uh, <laughs> to uh, Carl's best friend in uh, Lucas Black, wow. and uh, who, the one who abuses uh, all of them and calls everybody retards. Yeah. Okay. Great. It gets it gets uh, murdered by a by wow. a Sling Blade in the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> There's my top five cinematic dads. Happy Father's Gee, Day, you fuck? bastards! <laughs> what the fuck? Oh uh, yeah, uh, your runners up for you, Bender's dad from Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah. smoke up, old man. Smoke he should have been am number I, am one. I, am I allowed? Am I allowed three? Am I yeah, allowed? Kyle. We'll, we'll, Kyle, we'll give you three. We'll give you three dads, Kyle. All right. Uh, third. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll do three. Uh, third, Thomas Wayne. Yeah, we Megan knew a Bruce. fucking course. <laughs> we fucking knew that was going to happen. God. Uh, fuck. I just lost mine. Uh, two, two, two. Anakin Skywalker. Yep. Yep. Great dad. Great God. dad. Darth Vader. Yep. Is number one God, fucking just... Ash from Pokemon, the first movie. Go ahead. Uh, Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, a good, I, that's a good dad. dad role. That's a good dad. See, I thought of that, but then. It's a real betrayal of trust. Yeah, the whole thing. I mean, he. There's a whole reason he was. Di- mean, he got divorced for, to begin with. Yeah, yeah. But the 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 determination that he has to see his kids and, you know, kind of overstepping like what the court's yeah. telling him and like Serious? going around that. It's, it's, it's determination. The ultimate mom dad He's movie. Just, uh, number two, Big Mama's House. Look, serious. Number three, Big Mama's House. Two. Number three, Big Mama's House. Like father, like son. I thought they're the same thing. Um, no, it turns out there's three of those movies. I did not know that. <laughs> um, so, so quick note in a serious ro- in a serious note, one of the top five dads of all time has to be Clark Gr- Griswold. 
like from the vacation movies because he did all he could to to have a family oh, vacation yeah. with his children. He did. He, and he, his was, wife. he was big yeah. at that. I had dedication a, for everything. Yeah. 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 Other ones I had, I had George George Bailey. It's a Wonderful Life. George Bailey, of course. Great, yeah. Great yeah. dad. Yeah. yeah. I had uh, uh, the dad from Call Me by Your Name by Michael Herman Sh- Boone from uh, Remember the Titans. Also, yeah, good, good dad. dad, good dad, pretty good dad. I had the big fish dad, uh, yeah. who t- loves to tell stories. Albert yeah, Albert yeah. Finney as the 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 storytelling dad. Um, uh, I think Han Solo. <laughs> I'm gonna do no, 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 no. Number one dad is uh, Palpatine. He had a kid, and uh, yeah, right. it turned out to be uh, <laughs> yeah, it killed him. Though I will do my number one uh, mom that I did leave off of the mom episode because we did our top five moms. We did. did we say um, Sally Field and Forrest Gump? No, I don't think no, we mentioned we her. On I that. might have mentioned her, but you might have probably been, not. You, that would be your alley, but uh, yeah. So shout, basically, shout, forces in, inspiration. Shouts to moms <laughs> as well as dads. Let's not forget that yes. some moms are dads and some dads are moms. Let's remember that. Look, yes, look, absolutely. It's and always best to have two, two parents. Two, yeah. yeah, it's always best to have a two-parent household, but sometimes one parent has to play both both roles of authoritarian and caregiver. Now we're gonna play a game. It's time for the genre bowl again. Uh, this is the only game that applies. This game works because it's only me and Steven at this time. Always. I got it. I got something. I think I got mine, too. You go ahead. The day is uh, June 21st, and all of the local children uh, that are turning 13 that year uh, have to show up for their their annual, uh, it's called the selection. The selection is the day where you get your father. None of them have had a father up to this point. They've all been raised by uh, by teachers and caregivers. And uh, this is where you, you get your job and it uh, determines the rest of your life. It's, uh, it's a real moment in somebody's life. And little little Charlie, he's, he's hoping he gets a good dad. They all stand in line and they all draw numbers. And then you get your number and you go to that house. And he goes to the house, and he goes, it's the biggest house on the block. And who opens the door? Stands out Washington. And you know what he says? Nothing. And he doesn't say anything. For the next three years of Charlie's life. And Charlie's thinking, man, I wish that first day was different. Wish I had a different Father's Day. And then it uh, then it follows the there's like something big that happens after that. Oh, okay. I'm just teasing it. That's uh, that's the tease. Yeah. And that's Father's Day. Yeah, it's sci-fi. Father's it's Day, the sci-fi. Sci-fi film. movie, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, just to glean off that, but to add a little bit more uh, <laughs> z- uh a little bit more zing to it. Uh time travel is real. To prevent time crimes from occurring uh from nefarious black market criminals who gain access to time travel. A special bureau was invented within uh, the United States government to prevent um, time crimes to affect not only uh, the U.S.'s history and, and U.S. citizens' history, but the entire world. <clears throat> and the major crime that has been plaguing them and that they cannot solve without further causing chaos in the present times is the death of, our birth, death of the birth of our country. All of our all of our uh, founding members of, of the United States are slowly dying mysterious deaths that are completely off kilter with the with their average timelines that we know of in the written history books. 
So a special elite team is going to uh, try to detect who and what is causing the assassinations of our founding fathers. This July, it's Father's Day. I would I would see that movie. I would see that movie in theaters for sure. Like, there's no way, especially if Nick Cage is involved. I'm seeing it. I want to have no. sex with Betsy Ross. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> That's the do, third you national gotta treasure. You got you got you got to you got to send Bill and Ted back in time to Bill and Ted to. They're <laughs> <laughs> just gonna have sex with uh, Kyle, Betsy Ross. Kyle, and which, Washington. Kyle, which movie are you seeing? Uh, Stevens is super epic, but I think yours is a little bit more deep, Nick. A little bit more. Uh, There's a little bit more real. <laughs> um, so I, I'm gonna get. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Nick's. That's a great choice, guys. That's a great choice. It's because I threw Denzel in there. I dropped a name. That's yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, the way yeah. to that's that's the way to kind of do these things. Is you gotta great. Drop, you gotta drop a name. Who, sure. Who would play your uh, Who would play your your? Uh, I mean, besides Nicolas Cage. You yeah. Gotta, who's your main? Who's your main, Stephen? I mean, Nick Cage is probably gonna be leader of the group, but he's not. Oh yeah. Fucking around. No, definitely going Nick's. <laughs> but then you gotta also include the the team, the elite squad team of like you know Frank Grillo. Uh, you got you got like uh Donald Glover, John Travolta, <laughs> Donald uh, Don Glover, yeah. You got like uh, Re- Christ- John Travolta as your villain. You gotta have God John Travolta. It. Basically, as your the cast of The Martian I would put in as the <laughs> cast of, uh, of Father's Day, the time travel uh, thriller that no one wants to see. Okay, it's a great uh, idea, final. But... No, no, it's cool. You no, it's not a great idea, or else you would have picked it. Final thoughts. No, no, you're done. You're series. done. You're done talking. That's cool, man. Final <laughs> thoughts. Uh, oh, they save a different fa- the founding father every every episode of the TV series. I well, w- if it I'd, was a TV yeah. series, I watched that for sure. Movie, so yeah, yeah. They have to found. They yeah. have to do like all sixteen or yeah. whatever. Would never. Whatever would never movie. watch it as a movie. Not a chance. Yeah, great. Uh, is this uh, movie better than The Big Green? Is Father's Day better than no. The Big Green? I say maybe. I like the jokes better in this movie than the Big Green, but the but the plot is more cohesive in the Big Green. Is it's, it because you appreciate like the actors that are? in Yeah, it? I appreciate the actors. I appreciate their director. I appreciate. I, I don't know if I would rewatch it ever. I would. I no. I did kind of enjoy it. No, first time around, but it's, same. It's not worth a rewatch, and I would rewatch the Big Green. Same. I, I feel that way too. That's why I'm at a maybe. Um, even though I watched the Father's Day, this the, this is the movie that I picked because I watched it as a kid. No one knows about this movie, which is why it we're... is kind of weird that it. I've never heard of it. Exactly. Uh, so what would you re-rate it, Nick? Would you give it the forty-one like you said at the beginning of the podcast, or would you go higher or lower? No, I would give it twenty-five so that we're still justified to do it, but. Technically, it feels more like a 33, like a one in three people Same. rather than a one in four. Same. People. That's why I said 35. It's something that I don't want to discuss on this podcast because it's it doesn't belong on this podcast, but it is a terrible movie. It's not a good movie. Uh, Nick, you got a blip. If the script had better fathers, Father's Day would be better. Mm. Mm, I don't get it. Uh, my blurb is these dads are great. The theme, though, is not. I'd agree with you. Yeah. Real recommendations. I recommend donating to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. That's minnesotafreedomfund.org. Uh, help post bail for peaceful protesters who are being wrongly uh, put into jail. And uh, like I said at the beginning of, po- of the podcast, fight for what you believe in. Fight for what's right. Fight for human rights. I'll second all that. Uh, I'd, uh, I'd, 
Black Visions in uh, Minnesota is yep. the the backup once Minnesota Freedom Fund said they're done. And then in Oakland, they have uh, the Anti-Police Terror Project, and they are the local um, bail APTP. fund group. They're not asking for money at this time, but uh, they they're asking ha- for awareness. They know where you can uh, spread your resources if you need to. Yeah, do your part. Stay involved. Uh, be the be the change that you believe in. Uh, if you're like us and you're white, um, all you can do is uh, help speak out and support uh, everybody around you and look for resources to uh, provide to other people. Be kind to one another. Uh, be safe to one another. Uh, love thy neighbor. Um, stay safe out there, cool cats, because this is real rotten. This is real rotten. Where we keep it real. And keep it. We stay rotten. Yeah, we stay rotten. But, you know, what the fuck are we going to do? Keep it, keep it cool. Join us for our next episode. We're either going to do a Hall of Fame episode or we're going to dig right into deep uh, of the civil unrest that is this nation, uh, coinciding with the 4th of July with Invasion USA. Dun, dun, dun. Some films are ripe, some films are rotten We like our potatoes, our gratin You watch a film, but you can't even But here comes Nick and Steve And they break it down, they turn it out And when it was over, you wanted to shout I want my money back that was real rotten Real fucking rotten Yeah.